Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia podcast. Apologies for missing last week. Um... I just didn't have the energy to get it done. So we're going to dive right in. We are focusing for the next couple months on the Great Create, which is Libertarian Party of Georgia's uh, convention this year. Um, part of it is going to be the first two days of it are going to be a DIY festival um, focused on um, self-sustainability and people who create things, people who make things, people who um speak about self-sustain self-sustaining um things that they do on their property on their land throughout georgia and um, outside of georgia as well we've got people like shane hazel reed coverdale edgar mills edgar mills will be talking about uh osprey shooting solutions and um training in firearms he his i think his motto is train 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 so um today we have kristen hammock um, of Hammock Haven Farm. So let's bring her in real quick. Kristen, thanks for coming hey, on the podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, you, where is your farm located? We're just north of Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Uh, it's actually Midland here, but the you know, city's kind of encroaching in on us. So my big investment this year was a gate at the road. So you know, okay. stay out of my compound. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. I've had to put up gates on our property as well. And it's uh, it's not my favorite thing to do. I didn't want to have to, but sometimes right. you do. Um, can you like describe what you do on your farm for folks who don't know? Well, you know, I just started out, oh gosh, when we moved here probably 15 years ago with the vegetable garden and the fruit trees and all of that. And um kind of begged my husband for some chickens, which really quickly turned into about 30 chickens. Um, they're, they're a gateway drug, by the way. Um, so, you know, after the chickens, it was some ducks and the geese, and then of course the dairy goats. And who knew at the time that that would be my love and passion. Mm. And um, so I, I begged my husband to build me a fence for I don't know, a couple of years. And finally I decided the fence would show up if the goat showed up and I went and picked up two goats and brought them home. Holy cow. And yeah. So that was about, uh, I think 11 years ago now. And here we are. Wow. So the goats came before the fence. Yes. Wow. How, 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 how did that conversation go after uh, you brought the goats home? <laughs> he said, I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. a good husband. <laughs> exactly. Um, what made you want to go get goats so badly? You know, I'm all about sustainability and, you know, being able to provide for myself and my family. I mean, you, you can look out there and see the food that we're being given now and fed and what it's done to the health and, yeah. and well-being of people. And I, I just wanted to be outside of that system. And so, you know, we had the protein with the eggs and the, the, the chickens and, you know, the vegetables and the fruits and, and dairy was a huge part of it. I mean, at the time I had, I have twin boys who are now 18 years old, but at the time, you know, they were little milk fiends, you know, five years old or something. Right. And, um, 
you know, I guess it, it kind of coordinated. I started making cheese from um, milk at the store, realized my cheese was only going to be as good as my milk. And next thing you know, here are the goats. Gotcha. Was it ever a possibility to have uh, cows instead of goats? I'm kind of scared of cows. Really? Okay. <laughs> I know isn't that pathetic? <laughs> like I like horses. I mean, but... they're like 1,500 pound animals that don't yeah. really seem to have like any. I don't know. Like, they they are pretty a, freaky. <laughs> uh, if I got kicked by a cow, I'd be you know wiped out here. So. No, just from a, uh, you know, at the time we only had eight acres and it's, it's wooded and it's hilly and rocky and, you know, we've added some property um, adjacent to us since then. Mm -hmm. um, but it just wasn't really a good setup for the cows either. Um, goats are really the wise choice for where we were and where we are. Gotcha. Um, what is it like to, I mean, how, first of all, how many goats do you have? That's like asking a woman how much she weighs or how old she is. I mean, well, I'm asking the question anyway. <laughs> um, we downsized a bit last year, just some personal issues. Um, so we're down to maybe 15 or 20. We had triplets yesterday and this oh, wow. is the beginning of our kidding season. So we're, we're going to flux somewhere between, I'd say, 15 and 30 over the next couple of months. Nice. What's it like to deliver a goat baby? Uh, messy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there, there isn't an unusual birth at this point that I haven't seen. And, you know, I've been up to the elbow and all that nasty stuff, but, uh -huh. um, you know, you just do what you got to do, um, you, but they I, are tr truly the cutest things ever. Yes. I mean, they really are. Do y'all do goat yoga on the farm? Nah. Yeah, no, no. Just, I don't think my guardian dogs would like that much. Fair, fair enough. And, and and a lot of people that do those have the those Nigerian goats, the mini ones. Mm -hmm. So my goats, some of them, some of my girls are over two hundred pounds. So holy if cow! Excited to you know hop on your back, you might be in trouble. Yeah, that wouldn't be so pleasant. That's not the experience yeah. most people who are looking for that are looking for. No, probably not. <laughs> Um, we talked about this, uh, me and some other folks on a podcast on Thursday night. Have you ever seen the show Clarkson's Farm on Amazon? Sounds familiar. I, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Honestly, Fair I enough. got fed up a couple of years ago and just like clicked it off and kind of haven't looked much since. That's fair. Um, I'm almost the same way, except I work in TV and film, so I got to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, I learned so much about, because he, he, he bought a bunch of sheep. Um, and just <laughs> learning how to, uh, to, he calls it sheeping. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, the joke about sheep, right? No. They're four legs looking for a place to die. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's, that's a good description. Seriously. Yeah. They're, they're really, they're really difficult. From oh, what yeah. I've heard, I've never tried it, but wow. I, I think he gave up sheeping. Um, he, <laughs> yeah. he farmed, he like pawned them off on a neighboring farm and they run it for him and he still reaps right. some benefits of it. But that makes it's, sense. it's interesting to watch, to watch like how, how the whole birthing process goes and like what all they're like, what all they need to survive and mm -hmm. how much effort it takes to keep them contained. Is it similar with goats? Um, mine are good about being contained. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but yeah, just when you think you've seen it all, they'll throw something else at you. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it's a learning curve. Um, you know, anybody that's getting into it, I don't think you're going to get into it easily and cheaply mm. and, you know, kick them out there and they're going to cut their lawn. It's not. 
Gotcha. So it's be prepared for the work. <laughs> okay. Um, if someone were to want to get a couple goats for their property, how many, how many would you suggest and how much like would you would it take to get started? Um, I'd get at least the couple of different sides of this. Um, I'd get at least three or herd animals. So you need at least two, but if that, something should happen to the buddy, then you are stuck with one and one goat is an unhappy goat. So, um, gotcha. I, I try to say three, um, you know, then there's the issue of being ready to breed them in order to have dairy you've got to be able to breed them they have to have a baby and most people don't mm. want to keep a buck um they're big they in rut they stink they're they're just mm. kind of pains um okay. so you know if you get start with three i, I would i'd say don't do two girls and a boy you know and that's not going to be mm -hmm. the best choice for you i'd start out you know with somebody reputable that you can go use their bucks you know, for a fee each year, um, just in the beginning until you're ready to expand. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, let's see. I had another question that you were just talking and now I forgot it. Um, how long have you been interested in farming? I know you said you've been there for 15 years, but how, like when um, did that it's start? It's kind of been lifelong. My, um, my mom was a backyard gardener and my grandfather before, and, you know, we were always suburban, but always had the free vegetable of the week is what my mom would call it. So, you know, we're going to eat zucchini every day that week because it's time for the zucchini to come in. You know how that goes. Uh -huh. um, and my husband actually grew up on a farm and they did some row cropping and raised hogs. Um, and I just, I guess in my head, I always thought that I'd be the suburban housewife type. Well, mm. he's not a neighborhood type. So, <laughs> you know, here we are kind of on the outskirts of the city. It's a nice compromise. Um, and I, I couldn't see myself in a neighborhood at this point. Um, you know, and I think that that foundation, you know, from my grandfather and my mom kind of led me to get into um, the ag school at University of Georgia. Um, where I graduated with a horticulture degree hmm. and yeah, I'm better with animals because um, plants aren't going to yell at you if you don't water them, but the animals are. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bad about, <laughs> like, oops, I, I forgot to turn the sprinkler on on that. But, you know, my goats are like, my water bucket's empty, mom. You know, uh -huh. so, um, it just kind of morphed into this and I do this much. My mom, she's still the vegetable gardener. She comes over here and, and works in my garden. It's it's like my mom and dad's retirement passion. Mm. Um, so they live across town, but come at least once a week to work in there. And she says, uh, my pets have fur and hers have foliage. So it, it makes for a good balance. Interesting. Yeah, I can understand how like a little bit of feedback from the thing you're taking care of really helps. Whereas mm -hmm. I... Uh, we, me and my wife had a garden at our last house, like a big one, and we, we definitely killed a few plants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy to do. Um, so, yeah. Um, what I, I've been looking at your YouTube channel today. I'm actually going to pull mm -hmm. it up real quick. Some of these cheeses that are in the pictures look amazing. Can you talk about like, first of all, like what is the do you have a favorite cheese that you've made and um, like what the process is for making goat cheese? 
Gosh, that's a tough one. Favorite cheese I've made. Um, I really like the Oaxaca. Okay. Um, which is, it's kind of like Mexican string cheese. And that's actually one I won the American Dairy Goat Association amateur cheese competition with that one. Wow. Um, so yeah, I've won, I've entered twice and I've won best in show twice with my cheeses. Holy cow. Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, but the, uh, YouTube page kind of came around um, at the time my, my sons were you know, kind of preteen and then really into that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And one of my sons more than the other. And so he wanted to learn about video editing and, and how all of that worked. And yeah. so we, it just turned into a collaboration between the two of us. Um, and he did all the video editing and camera work and all of that. And I did the cheese making and it, it turned out pretty great. Um, uh, we haven't done it in a couple of years because he's 18 years old and college works full time, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I kind of lost my help there. Um, so th that's kind of how we ended up with this topic for our, our YouTube channel. Um, in terms of the cheese making, it really depends a lot on what you're, what kind of cheese you're doing. There are different processes for each mm. kind. Um, but I tell people who are interested in cheese making, just take everything you know about food safety and throw it out the window. Because <laughs> basically cheese making is like, here, take a pot of raw milk, add some, you know, microbes to it and leave it at room temperature for 24 hours. You know, right. so. the opposite of what you're told to do. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Interesting. Right. I've never, I've never attempted to make any cheese. How, how did, uh, did it, go easily for like did it come easily for you or did it did it take a while to master um certain things are easy okay. and then other things you know i always like to push myself and see hey can i pull this off and you know it's a challenge working with goat milk versus cow milk and so mm. most of the recipes you've got are for cow and just how to transfer those to goat milk i mean it takes just kind of a basis of knowledge and, and what it should look like at this point and so it's it's another big learning curve but then the, again there are things that are really easy to make like the chev the fresh goat cheese when you talk about goat cheese for people they usually think that log of goat cheese yeah. that's incredibly easy to make hmm. interesting so, i mean it's you know it, it can be as easy or as hard as you want to make it okay uh are there like health benefits that are different between goat and like cow's milk definitely um the goat milk is much easier to digest. It's got mm. smaller fats and proteins in it. Um, I think I saw a statistic somewhere that you digest the goat milk in like 30 minutes where the cow can take hours. Really? Um, mm -hmm. And so a lot of my customers are people who are lactose intolerant um, that come because they can tolerate goat milk. So um, oh. yeah, that's the main, main health benefit there. Um, then in terms of just raw milk in general, yeah. uh, I wouldn't go to a big 500 cow dairy or whatever and, and drink the raw milk there. Uh, not going to happen. But, mm. you know, with a small herd where you know what's going on with them, um, you know that it's clean, you know how the milk's been handled, there are health benefits to drinking the raw milk as well. Um, one of the tests to see if pasteurization has been complete is an enzyme test and if all the enzymatic activity is killed in your milk they consider the pasteurization process complete right um, now one of the enzymes in there is lactase which helps you digest lactose 
and so you know yeah and then then people go and they they take their probiotic because they don't have good gut flora and you know yep. you drink the raw milk it's got all that good stuff in it interesting what is what is like a day like in your life just a regular regular day on the farm oh this is kind of my easy period because we're just starting kidding um, once we get into all the kids are on the ground, it's, I'm not a morning person. So my goats are not on a like 4am, 4pm kind of schedule. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's more like, you know, I, I roll out of bed, you know, hopefully by eight and get my coffee and, and then I'll go up there and, and milk and feed and, you know, do anything else that needs doing up there. And, um, you know, I've got a couple of pigs now, so it's feeding the pigs and the chickens, check on the garden. Um, and I kind of had the intermediate time free. So, um, my, my latest passion is watercolor painting. So I'm okay. doing a lot of that painting in the afternoons and then come, you know, almost dinner time, it's time to go back out there and milk again. So, um, I usually prep dinner and go out and milk them again. That's a pretty good day. I think that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> It's, it's a routine. It's a routine. And, you know, I try to part of the year, just get them on a once a day milk schedule. So mm -hmm. I don't have to do it twice. I, you know, I lose some milk that way, mm -hmm. but it, it's worth it just to have extra free time for myself. It is a commitment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, where do you sell your products? We used to do, we, there's the Midland farmer's market, which is just down the street from me here in Columbus. And we were one of the founding members of that, but, um, my husband travels during the week for work and then I would get up Saturday morning and head off to the market for the whole day and then be, you know, completely beat by the time I got back home and unloaded and everything. So we were kind of at cross purposes with that. And I developed enough of a following there that people just come out to the farm. Okay. Um, and especially when the market's going, I'm literally two miles from the market. So a lot nice. of people on Saturday mornings will head over there, get what they want and then just swing down the road to me. Oh, it's perfect location. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so as you know, the Libertarian Party is is putting on a little DIY festival. Mm -hmm. um, what made you want to be a part of it? Well, I've been friends with Elizabeth Melton forever. Uh, I don't even remember how we met through homeschooling, I think, you know, Sounds right. eons, eons <laughs> ago. And uh, so we, we've kept in touch and, you know, she's got her Liberty Happy Hour. Um, that they do the first Thursday of the month over here in Columbus and meet up at the restaurant and just a good group of us get together. Um, so yeah, you know, just us touching base and this kind of stuff. She asked if I'd be interested in setting up over in Perry and I went, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Nice. Um, what, what do you plan on bringing or demonstrating or showing while you're there? Uh, it's a good question. I think I'm going to bring some cheese. I'll probably bring some, um, examples of kind of what you need to get started in that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can't really bring a baby goat because I've got to spend the night and I don't think the hotel would like that. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, you know, I, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't really put together, um, you know, completely oh. everything, but, but mostly stuff on just, you know, goat care and, and cheese making. That's yeah. like two months away. So you got some time. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got some ideas. I'm just like, I've got to get my table and my tent and uh, I'll figure it out. 
how much so if someone wanted to get into raising goats like how much property would they need in order to make that doable not much honestly um my goats are actually even though we've got acreage they're contained to about two acres okay so and you know they're spoiled sassy things so mostly they just hang out under their nice shady barn with their automatic waters and their <laughs> hay and you know so that they don't even wander all that far on what they have that's awesome <laughs> uh, so, you that's know. good goat life <laughs> so really a couple acres is, is fine now now understand they're not going to be able to forage all their own food on that um, mm. so you're going to be bringing in hay for them you're going to be bringing in feed for them and just be ready ready to do that and especially with the way things are priced nowadays i mean the feed mm. costs are just going through the roof and everything so you know keep that in mind mm -hmm. gotcha. as i've said before you can't just say i'm going to throw them out in my yard and they're going to cut the grass because they're not right. you don't rent out your goats to cut people's grass and thickets and stuff no in fact goats are more like deer um, okay. you know they, they come and they eat all of your landscaping and they don't mm. eat your grass so I have to actually mow their pasture at least once a summer because <laughs> it'll be up to my knees, you know? Holy like, cow. You come eat some of this stuff and yeah, but, but there's not a lick of poison ivy or a leaf that falls yeah. off a tree that doesn't devour it in there. Yeah. We thought about uh, doing that whole rental thing. We used to live in a place with just our entire backyard. Full acre was just filled with kudzu. Mm. And That's from enough. what we heard, they like kudzu. Is that yeah. like kudzu, poison ivy, all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. okay. Anything green and leafy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. If I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. If uh, are there any like predators in your area that that uh, you have to be worried about with mm -hmm. the goats? Yes, we've got huge packs of coyotes behind us and they'll mm. serenade us, you know, certain evenings. Um, and when I first got the goats, you know, I didn't have guardian dogs. I didn't really have a barn. I didn't have anything. And so I'd, I'd uh, really worry every night, like, are they going to be okay when I come out? So I've since got um, Great Pyrenees, they're livestock mm. guardian dogs, um, nice. just great, great big fluffy white dogs, but they're, they're bred to integrate with the herd and protect mm. protect their herd um so i've got two of those guys and they keep everything away oh that's awesome that's mm -hmm. awesome um our dogs would not really keep anything away i don't think, <laughs> I yeah. think it, yeah it's it's nice to have those dogs like that are dogs like bred dogs. for it yes absolutely right yeah, yeah. it's it's fun to watch one, one of the main predators no, no, go, go for it. Go for it. One of the main predators. Okay. Yeah. One of the main predators is actually people's dogs, like loose dogs hmm. come in and we'll just, and they, they just for sport, we'll chase them down and, you know, kill people's goats, attack people's goats. And so, really? I mean, there is as much of a risk. Yeah. There is much of a risk of the coyotes. Holy cow. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So when, if, if people get into the goats, make sure that you get dogs that are bred to do this job yeah what uh do you think there's a particular person who like mindset or personality that would be bad at 
raising goats or do you think they're like what do you basically what do you need and like personality wise in order to to raise and raise goats and chickens and you can't be somebody who wants to travel all the time unless you've got really good help so um, you know i get i get maybe one week off a year kind of you know to, to go to the beach or something so mm -hmm. i mean be prepared if you're a homebody you know you like to stay home it's a good fit for you um, mm -hmm. if you like to flit off on vacation every month probably not um, okay. you know just I guess you've got to be willing to look at them every day, really recognize, you know, have like, I guess, kind of a empathy and see, recognize when they're off even a little bit, because they're very mm -hmm. good at hiding when they're sick until they're really, really sick. And so, mm. you know, you need to kind of be able to have a read on them, like, okay, she just looks a little weird today, you know, and sometimes that's all the, 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 um, warning that you're going to get and if, but if you catch stuff early it's not a problem um let's see anything else i mean obviously you got to love animals <laughs> you yeah, know i would hope so <laughs> um, yeah and they're really you know anybody who likes dogs and cats and things like that is going to like goats they're very affectionate um they're very smart mm. um so you know it's, they're fun to work with where you know going out there and working with a cow okay yeah you're working with the cow it's fine but the goats, they want to come up and rub on you and play with you and, and mm. you know, be pet and, and all that. That's kind of fun. That's, mm -hmm. it's, it's better than a cow coming up and rubbing on you and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know my stand on cows, so. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, is there anything that you want people to know about, about your farm or about, like, what y'all do? Um, is there anything you would like to promote before, before we get out of here? I guess if anybody's just looking to get into it and wants to get started with high quality animals that are going to produce for you, um, one thing to really look for um, when you're picking up goats is not just go to the auction. Um, there are a couple of diseases in mm. goats that are incurable viruses. Um, one is called CAE. It's the big one. It's like goat AIDS and you don't want that in your, in your herd. So, um, you know, make sure you're looking for a, a clean tested herd um, with, production records mm. start out with the right stuff or you're going to be paying for it later pretty much. Right. So, um, you know, anyone's looking for that kind of investment and those kind of kids are stock to get started with, um, you know, kidding season's just starting here. So we should have some available. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, just check out our YouTube videos. Anyone's interested in cheese making or, you know, we got some goat care stuff on there too. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't like I said I, I lost my my editor and cameraman, so there's not new <laughs> stuff, but there's plenty plenty of everything you could. Oh yeah. Dream of in there. Yeah, there's tons of videos. Y'all y'all are really consistent. That is impressive. We were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What uh, what like are are do goats tend to get sick a, a lot, or is that or is that pretty? No not really um but i will say I, I probably lose and i take into account that i'm going to lose one of my mamas a year mm. whether it's to complications and kidding or pneumonia it's usually complications of kidding or pneumonia gotcha. uh, and i've lost one to mastitis gotcha. um so just you know when you're checking out your numbers again that's why i say start with three because 
you never know something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. How would you, I know you said they try tend to hide it till the last minute, but like, mm -hmm. how would you recognize like pneumonia in a goat? Um, a healthy goat is an eating goat. Oh. So as long as they're shoving their faces, it's a pretty good sign that, that all's good to go. Um, you know, if they're standing away from the herd, they look kind of droopy, you know, they're not eating, they don't come when you're putting grain out. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good sign that she's not well. And that point you want to check their temperature. That's the first thing. I can't tell you how many people call me and say, there's something wrong with my goat. Well, what's her temperature? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't help you if you don't go just take a temperature please first thing you know gotcha. um, so you know in that case you've kind of got an idea of what you need to do to, to treat it and sometimes or most of the time you catch things early and you can treat it and not have a problem and sometimes there's just nothing you can do and again this is the reason I'm not organic and I'm not for organic dairy um, because once you've treated a cow with an antibiotic um, or a goat for that matter um, for a respiratory infection or something, she can no longer be considered organic mm. period. Um, so a lot of like these big, like with horizon Valley or whatever, the big organic yeah. farms were actually run two herds. One that is all your organic animals. And then all the other ones that they've treated, they got to bump over to the other herd. Interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, all of those medications and stuff have milk withdrawals. So it's not in your milk. You, you know, it'll be, okay, you can't use this milk for a week after she's done with her medication. Mm. Okay. Um, but at the end of it, you've got a live goat, you know, and I just yeah. I can't see when we do have modern medicine, letting them suffer and die. And mm. when, when it's something that's easily treated. Right. Yeah. I've been I've been reading a lot about like the the different um, categories I guess of like grass fed uh, pasture raised like all these mm -hmm. di different terms. Um, do they have the same like do they have terms like that for for like goat meat, goat milk, goat cheese, that kind of stuff? I, I think it'd be about the same, and and that's one thing that they always I, I get questions every year is are these grass fed? Mm. Well the majority of their diet yes but these are production animals and these my girls are pumping out milk like the amount of milk compared to the, their body weight it's crazy you know i might have a 150 pound animal giving a gallon of milk a day Jeez. and she's going to need more than she's going to need more than just pay to sustain her weight and give that kind of production mm. so and they need the incentive and something to keep them busy while you're milking them Right. So, I mean, if you just try to drag her up on a milk stand and, and milk her and she's got nothing there to eat and give her a reward for being there, she's going <laughs> to stomp at you and give you a hard time about it, you know? So, no, I'm, again, I'm, it's all about more the well-being of the animal than it is the label. Because a lot of that label stuff to me is just kind of gimmicky. Gotcha. You know, know, it's like your, your uh, vegetarian chicken feed. It's like chickens are omnivores. Why do you want vegetarian... <laughs> chickens like right <laughs> yeah um so things like uh like the overcrowded facilities with with cows i know is a huge like they've done mm -hmm. a ton of documentaries about them does the same thing mm -hmm. happen with goats yeah 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 um you know and i think it's less of an issue because there are fewer goat dairies right you know? i mean really there are only a handful of big ones left around the country there are a couple big ones up in wisconsin but 
you know, it, it's such a niche market kind of, it's, mm-hmm. so you don't see it as much as you do with like all those huge factory cows, right. you know, it's yeah. not as much of an issue. Interesting. Well, Kristen, thanks so much for the info. Um, I really appreciate it. This was enlightening. I, I know way more about goats now. <laughs> Probably way more than you ever needed to know. But... <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, at some point, my wife and I will definitely get some, but it'll be out at in Montana. At some point, yeah. After the chicken, yeah. she's going to be like, honey, I need a dairy goat. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you how it's going to roll. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I appreciate you coming to the Great Create. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person there. That'll be great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I'm going to put your YouTube channel back up on the screen for those watching. Uh, on YouTube, it's Hammock Haven Farm. Um, you can go watch a ton of ton of their videos. They're great. Uh, if you want to learn how to make or see some of their cheeses yes it, i mean they yeah. look delicious <laughs> and then we've got our website too um hammockhavenfarm.com uh, i have not updated it uh, my uh provider changed their anyway i've got to rebuild the whole site long story short so gotcha. it's, it's kind of out of date but there's contact information and some of our pictures and stuff on there too gotcha well i will put that in the episode description um and just as a reminder again Kristen's going to be at the Great Create, which is happening um, May 12th through the 14th in Perry, Georgia. Um, tickets are on sale right now. 42 bucks for adults and uh, children 16 and under get in for free. So go ahead and go get your tickets now because it's going to be a really fun time. We've got a film festival. We've got uh, some comedians. We've got live podcasts. We've got all sorts of stuff. So it'll be fun for everybody. Um, Kristen, again, thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you. Yeah. And we'll see all you next week. Nice to meet you, and I'll see you in May.